second half action of Main Street Sports today. Uh, we've got a little audible as uh, Josh Corey has a conflict, so he won't be with us today. I'm sure we'll chat with him soon about girls' flag football. But NBA reaction, it is reaction Monday, so plenty to get into. The Grizzlies are out. Uh, we've got uh, both the Western and the Eastern Conference finals in the NBA now set later this week. Also, Gene Smith sweeping changes in NCAA Division One. Oh, we love these kind of stories. Always talking about what could be. And coming up, a uh, little high school action as region tournaments getting underway today in baseball and softball. So all that coming up. But uh, we take you back now to the Hall of Famer, Bo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, who is like the Arkansas fan and would grab that raccoon by the neck and take it out. So, funny story. Yes. Oh, there's one here. Oh, here we go, Mo. Of course there is. I received received a text message from my wonderful wife. Uh Uh-huh. She's actually the one that probably would grab it. With a photograph of some raccoon droppings on our porch. Oh, nice. Recently. Oh, so we make it so, to test this theory after all. <laughs> it's very possible. When, when we were trying to catch the skunk from under the house, we uh-huh. caught three raccoons. Okay. Okay. So. How, how do we How do we know they're raccoon droppings? Uh, she Googled it. She she Googled just by the, the types of animal. It's, it's very, very distinct. Okay. It looks like uh, black beans. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop here, JP. You want to throw it up on the screen? I can stop. Like beans? I'm kidding. I'm it, it's mm. just it's it's a wild. It's it's very distinct. Okay. Look. I, I'm gonna take your word for it, and, and <laughs> just and I'm gonna just trust me. Well, that, I am. There is I absolutely. Am. There is a way to know, and we do in fact know. Okay. All right. Okay. There you go. That's, that's fine. Okay. Hey, now, that's all you I, had to say. It, it's my fault. I started. <laughs> yeah, this. Well, you, should, um, you you shouldn't have been uh, testing uh, Sarah's knowledge of of animal droppings, Mo. She's clearly, clearly. an expert in, in the matter. <laughs> hey, but, but before we get away from Terry Bradshaw, oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of animal droppings, go ahead. So, I don't so know. It just sounded right. The Kansas City Royals' new hitting coach. Former Nashville Sounds pitcher Alex Zumwalt, who combined combined with Carlos Villanueva and Mike Myers on a combined no no hitter um, in 2006 against Memphis. I definitely so. thought it was going to be Cliff Stout. <laughs> <laughs> Stout up, baby. Understandable. Who is who's the kid from Who's the kid from um, Sanford? Duck. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I know him by is Duck. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, um, former pitcher, now hitting coach. Well, if anybody knows how to hit pitchers, it's probably a pitcher. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's I, you know, I, on on paper, it doesn't sound when you say it out loud. It doesn't sound that crazy. You're right. I mean, who knows? A, it's it's like a quarterback as a, a former quarterback as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, who knows what a quarterback's thinking better than a quarterback? Than a quarterback. I don't think it's quite the same, but <laughs> no. okay. I, I guess we'll find out. Keep an eye on the Royals. I was, I was fishing there, Mo. Fishing. It can't. Yeah, it can't. Throwing the line out there. <laughs> well, I mean, it can't be better. It can't be any worse than hiring a former quarterback as your. 
as your, as your hitting coach. Right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> or NFL Hall of Famer as your hitting coach. I mean, anyway. Uh, yeah, so speaking of coaches, I, I, I hesitate because I, I want to say that Taylor Jenkins did a phenomenal job with the Memphis Grizzlies this year. All year long, this team was exciting to watch. They're young. They're exciting. They're really good. And they're well-coached for the most part. But there's no question that the Memphis Grizzlies got out-adjusted in this second-round series against the Golden State Warriors. And a lot of that goes to the experience that one Steve Kerr and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry have. But if you give up 70 rebounds, you got out-efforted it. And I don't care who you are or what you say, this team got out-efforted it on Saturday, Friday, Friday night. 70 rebounds. That That's – is that a record – does anybody know? It's a lot. I, I doubt it's a record, but it's a lot. That's a lot of rebounds. I mean, well, that's a lot of missed shots. Well, and, <laughs> and from both teams, you know, neither team was really, uh, I think, I think Golden State had 48 offensive rebounds, more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. I know that. That's a problem. Now, is that experience because position and and knowledge is more valuable necessarily sometimes than brute strength? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you guys. I, I don't I don't know what you would necessarily attribute that to, but I do think that I think that there is a real difference in playoff basketball and regular season basketball. And I think think there's another level of effort and physicality. And on a consistent basis, I'm not sure that Memphis was quite ready for that. The thing is when in the games, they were most physical were the games they won. Now, so there you go, but (laughs) officiating absolutely had a lot to do with their level of physicality because there were in game one specifically and in game four, when they also got out rebounded and out efforted it on loose balls, etc., They were not the beneficiary of a lot of officials, um, 50, 50 calls say that. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. And you have to adjust to that in the playoffs and experience of having been there and winning championships. The the Warriors understand that. And that's where they sit. Now that Phoenix is gone and Dallas is moving on, Golden State has the the home court in the next series and in, in the Western Conference Finals. And I mean, I'm not sure I would have wanted to see Luca, but here they are. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody wants to see Luca. No. Um he 
he may be the Good. he may be the best player remaining in in the playoffs. Uh, overall player. Who who would you think might be better? I that's I mean now with 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 uh with the Bucks out, with Giannis gone, yeah, with Giannis gone, Luke is definitely playing the think, best of any individual player right now. I, I don't I mean, I, guess I, by I proxy, think when yeah. you can, when you consider who's left, I mean, you're talking about again, Golden State, Dallas, Boston, and Miami. I, I mean, maybe Draymond, uh, but Draymond can't can't do the things that Luca does. I mean, Draymond has a special skill set, but he can't do what Luca does. No. I mean, Jason Tatum at Boston. I, I don't think but there, there's I, I don't yeah there's nobody. I think the line forms behind Luca and I, I mean I'm, I get that you were probably just kind of qualifying that, but I I, I don't think you have to. No, I, I don't think I so. I think either. of who's left, he's probably the best player. We're playing the best. Well I I'll tell you speaking of playing the best, Grant Williams former two-time SEC player of the year from the University of Tennessee, played pretty darn well in game seven, didn't he? Apparently. Um, seven made three-pointers? That's 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 not nothing. <laughs> Zach, Zach Womble is going, yeah, wish you'd have done that in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Wouldn't have to have this Rick that. Barnes conversation every year. Oh, good, oh, oh, good lord! Don't, don't, don't get Zach started on Rick. But yeah, let's, I, let's. I am absolutely shocked that the Boston Boston Celtics have eliminated the Bucks, and it equally as shocked that Chris Paul and Phoenix are not moving on. I, I, I'm a little worried that if if Dallas and Boston end up in the finals. It it may be boring television for the week and a half that the finals go on. They do know how to stretch it out, don't they? <laughs> it, the NBA and the NHL can stretch some playoffs now, but it's I, the I most. Think they, I think that, it's think the most engaging their, thing. I think they're taking their scheduling techniques from what district? Which district was it? <laughs> district twelve uh, A. Yeah. 12 double A basketball. 10 double A. 10 double yeah. yeah, that's it. And it was yeah. <laughs> had the five teams play for two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, but it's it's the most engaging thing that the NBA and the NHL have as far as uh, a national audience is concerned. And they're gonna ring it out. And and I think <laughs> I think it's cool that you have one game a night, you know, one or two, you know. One game every night, make an appointment television. You get to watch all of the games. I don't have to choose between the two. That's kind of nice. I'm not going to say that it's not, but it is a little interesting that a seven-game series can be played over 12 days. (laughs) So (laughs) go figure. Anyway, Grant Williams played fantastic. The Celtics eliminate the Bucks. So the – the the uh, conference finals are now set as they will play for the uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird conference final trophies. Is that didn't we we came up with that right? That's what that's what it is. <clears throat> Larry Bird and Magic Johnson gotta love it. 
Um, the Heat and Celtics will play tomorrow. Warriors and Mavericks on Wednesday, and then every other day from there on out. So, should be fun. Heat and Celtics. Didn't see that coming. No, I don't think anybody did. So, I mean, certainly Kyrie and KD didn't see it coming. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about what Ohio State Athletics Director Gene Smith thinks should happen uh, with Division One in regards to the NCAA. So, it's interesting to say the least. Stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint comes back after this. Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TWSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here, coming to you from both Columbia and Franklin, Tennessee. Glad to be with you. Glad to have you. Before we get into Ohio State and Gene Smith, Mo, uh, 
it has been made official that uh, Yaroslav Askarov has been signed to well a, done well done a you deserve bills for that one three year entry level contract that will begin in 22-23 year the predators all of a sudden have three pretty darn good goalies and you know, you're talking about a you're talking about a guy who who is a Vizina award finalist in UC Soros Connor Ingram who is a what, a what trophy? Vezina? Vezina? Vezina. See, you nailed the name. Yeah. And that's all right. It's kind of like Shovel. Sure. It's, it is. It's, yeah, although, Mo, he practiced the entire break on that name, and he, and he I, came through. I'm proud of him. Well, well it shows. So, yeah, it did. Someone someone spelled it out phonetically uh-huh. on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so that, that helps. Because it's spelled I-A-R-O-S-L-A-V. Okay. S-L-A-V. Yeah. So All right. you've got you've got Connor Ingham who is cleaning up the AHL. <laughs> UC Soros in his first full year, yeah. finalist for the best goal in the league, led the league and wins. Yep. And now you've got a kid who's yeah, I I don't know what you do with three goalies <clears throat> in four years when the when those four are Yeah. You, you know can't, you mean? can't leave them in Milwaukee forever. Right. Right. Well, you put those three. You put those three guys' pictures and a picture of David Riddich up, and you play that Sesame Street song. <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. So, there's that. <laughs> anyway, I just I, I thought I, there's something about the Preds being able to sign goaltenders. So, I guess that's a good thing. We've got good scouting. Especially, you know, when you when your defense is as bad as it is, you got to have good goaltenders. You do. You get a lot of practice. Yeah, you got. Right, practice makes perfect. Is that, is that perfect? That practice makes perfect. Ah, as a coaching go. friend told me once. Yes. Yeah, perfect practice. Yeah, yeah. You practice the wrong thing. You guess what you're going to do in the game? Mm-hmm. The wrong, mm-hmm. wrong thing. So, well, anyway. Gene, Ohio State athletics director Gene Smith thinks that uh, NCAA has been practicing far too long with. Far too many teams. 352 current Division I schools. It's, quote, been our problem for years, end quote. He, he shared this in an interview with athletic director U, and I'm sure that he didn't think it was going to get the play that it has certainly gotten to this point. But he thinks that, you know, obviously FBS schools – there's, you know, there are 130 FBS playing schools, and the others obviously are FCS. Uh, he said, when you take the 130 as opposed to 352, those 130 who have the same mission and same investment level, you can create your own rules, your recruiting rules, your personnel rules, your calendar, all sorts of things. So basically, what he's saying at this point is the FBS schools. And those FBS conferences would break off from the NCAA, create their own, I guess, guidelines, and be completely different. Uh, But he also says that you can't do that for basketball or Olympic sport competitions because it's too important. 
And I think that's the problem that you're going to have is football makes sense, but none of the other sports do, Mo. But just like we've seen here in Tennessee at the high school level with football doing things differently than, than everybody else, your, your basketball, um, your basketball coaches, your basketball oriented administrators, your fans, that kind of thing are going to say, why can't basketball do that specifically? I mean, I, I don't think your Olympic sports necessarily would have the issue with it, but I think your basketball, your top tier basketball programs are going to have a problem with that because I mean, you look at say the big East or the Atlantic 10 or somebody like that. Some of these conferences that consider themselves to be power six rather than power five, they feel like some of the things that they're doing or the way they want to do business is really inhibited by the NCAA as well. And so I don't know how you get around that. I don't, I don't, I just don't think that you're going to be able to make that a football only type thing um, as much as FBS football folks may feel like that is the, the ideal. I, I don't, the devil's going to be in the details. I think um, it sounds good. I just don't think you're going to get everybody else to go along with it. I don't think it, uh, to me, it doesn't sound great. It, look, I, I've, I've long thought the Power Five was going to break off from the NCAA as a whole completely. <clears throat> and 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 they very well may at some point. I don't think they can afford to, though, across the board, Chris. I think some of what Gene Smith is saying here makes sense. I, I think swimming, you know, doesn't work. Um, tennis, it doesn't work. And so when, but, when but you start got- talking about you got to remember though, basketball and football are what drives everything. And without Kentucky and Kansas, the NCAA tournament isn't going to be what isn't going to draw the money that the NCAA tournament draws. Right. So the new, the, the new power five conferences that, that dip out, they're going to get that money. But that's why, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's something that needs fixing. I think there's a lot that needs paying attention to. Uh, and and again, for these folks that are crying about NIL and, and transfer portal and that kind of thing, I think that 130 schools could deal with a lot of that a lot better than the 352. I don't disagree with that. Obviously, the, the, the fewer teams you have, the more the, the less you have to you know, worry about, especially when you're talking about, you know, FBS level institutions who have a much higher budget than those A-10 schools that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's where it becomes the issue, is if that were to happen, it would effectively kill half of college athletics. Because no longer would Davidson, who gets a pretty big chunk of cash because they made the NCAA tournament and they went to the Sweet 16, you know, one year or something, 
no longer are they able to do that because that money's not going to be there because the A-10 is now relegated to NCAA's Division One, which doesn't have a TV deal because nobody mm-hmm. cares about Davidson. <laughs> they care about Kansas and Kentucky. Yeah. It's 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 a catch twenty two. I mean, really. A, it really is, and that, I mean that's a problem because you know the artists in the Wichita states kind of need, you know, the Kansas and the Kentuckys, as, as you put it. So I I don't know, but I I get where Gene where Gene Smith is coming from that you've got. 352 division one football programs and the universe and Ohio university and Ohio state swing the same amount of weight when you're voting on different things. And that's, that's kind of tough. It is tough to take. If you are, if you're bringing a bigger stick, but you, but, but the, the, the strength of your swing is the same. It's, it's tough to swallow. There's no question there. I'm curious how how this is all going to work out. Eventually, there's going to be something that happens with NIL, Transfer Portal, and FBS, FCS football. But obviously for now, we just take it as it is and hope the SEC puts out their scheduling format in the next month. <laughs> if they do, at least we'll I, have I a talking think- point this summer. I like the fact that if we're moving toward a more wide-ranging realization that something needs to change. I'll agree with that. I think I think you're exactly right. It is, and not just that does it need to change, but little things are changing and evolving as we go. And perhaps that's the way we're going to have to do it. Perhaps it's going to have to be, you know, how how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Perhaps that's the the key here is let's just do it slowly but surely instead of trying to overhaul everything. So it's a good good thought. It's a good thought. Speaking of the differences in football and other sports in the TWSAA, baseball and softball are starting their region tournaments today. It's – Winner go home today, it's you can lose Wednesday. Then it's winner go home on Friday. So <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about where local teams stand and what we expect to see next week in Murfreesboro. So stick around. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, 
While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, a look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. Final segment of this Monday, we've almost made it through. Almost. So close, yet so far away. Mo, uh, before we get into high school sports, I want to quickly mention that I found it interesting that Tennessee State has a new quarterback, and... He's coming from just down the road in Clarksville. A former Austin P signal caller, uh, will Draylon Ellis will replace Jeremy Hickbottom, and pretty. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. I mean, he was all all OVC second teamer, a sophomore All American last year, and leaving Austin P. To stay in the OVC uh, with Tennessee State. It's interesting. I mean, I, I'm not real, real familiar with him, and I'm not real familiar with TSU's quarterback situation. But um, I mean, the fact that he played and and sophomore All American is that what you said? I mean, yeah, I, I uh, didn't realize. Uh, had third, uh, nearly 4,000 yards last year and 33 touchdowns against 12 picks at 151 yards rushing. So he, he, he totaled over, uh, well, almost, like I said, almost 4,000 total yards. So. That's solid. Um, you know, I don't know what else TSU had coming back at quarterback at this point. Um so I, I don't I don't know how well, he fits in in you know in Eddie George's second year. Um, Debion Bryant is a redshirt junior along with uh, Clarksville Northeast product Heath Williams Jr. Heath Williams Jr. Sorry, no S. And uh, 
couple of sophomores, uh, Shio Garnett, Tucker Pope, Edwin Rhodes, and Pearl Collins, Martino Owens. Hmm. Interesting. Again. That's um, a lot of quarterbacks. That, that's, <laughs> that's like seven. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what they say. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. I mean, it, it's uh, it'll be good to get him in and, and get him started and see. Uh, I mean, a guy with his credentials isn't coming in there to be anything other than the starter, I don't think. So, um, and what? He's got two years left, I guess. So I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. I saw him play as a freshman at Jacksonville State, and he absolutely destroyed Jacksonville State, both through the air and on the ground. A big arm, makes good decisions, and has the ability to give himself extra time. He's not really a runner, but he has the ability to get out of the pocket or to move the pocket uh, effectively. And so I, I think he's going to be a big addition uh, Freddie George, I really do. And 47 passing yards, 12 touchdowns a year ago. So it sounds as if, you know, statistically anyway, he a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. Um, let the Ellis led the OVC in total offense, total passing. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, Ellis was was the guy, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I think uh, I think it's going to be a positive to see a, a new quarterback at, at Tennessee State, especially a guy who can make those plays. And, and again, Austin P. I'm not sure. I don't think they moved. To, they don't move to out of the conference this year, do they? It's next year, right? I, I think it's next year. <laughs> <laughs> beats me. So anyway. I don't know. Um <clears throat> TWSAA getting started with regional tournaments in both baseball and softball today. Again, we told you the schedule and the rundown. I'm looking forward to a lot of these great uh, Ravenwood, Brentwood is specifically an interesting matchup because they are in opposite districts. So uh those two teams playing for the right to continue their season mode is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, you you have you have spiced up the battle of the woods for sure when when it's a winner go home situation there and that's what you got at Brentwood at 6:30 tonight. So that'll definitely bear watching um in um in region 2 in region 5 2A as JP mentioned in the rundown Summertown and Loretto got their district finished up yesterday afternoon. Summertown winning 12-1 in softball action. So they turn around and both of them play today. Harpeth comes to Summertown and Loretto is at Cheatham County, both six o'clock games. And so and Summertown had to win the if necessary game to win that right. district. It, they did. They did. That was yesterday at 2:30 was the if necessary game. So um wouldn't surprise you to see. Summertown and Loretto yet again on Wednesday um, in the region finals. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very interesting. And and they do they match up with um <clears throat> I'm not sure who they match up with out, out of that, but I'm not I, I can tell you that 
softball Loretto if, coming you mean off in the of sectionals, right? Yeah, they will match up with Region Six. It'll be five and six. Gotcha. So it's going to be uh, Camden, Huntingdon, Westview, and Stewart mm. County. Yeah, that's uh, it. It certainly looks like you could see both Summertown and Loretto back in Murfreesboro for a second year in a row. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I'm looking at, at this Eagleville team having to go to Wayne County. Now, that was a big surprise to me because I thought Eagleville was going to walk to the 1A state championship and they're having to travel in a winner go home situation today. Um, You know... I, I'm not. I'm not that well versed on one A softball at this point. So well, I can, I'm, I'm just, just based off what, you on based that. off what we saw last year. You know, Eagleville had the mm-hmm. two freshman pitchers who were just fantastic. And had it not been for Claire Woods at Summertown, they probably win the state championship. And so I'm the, the which I know obviously Huntland very good at softball. They they beat Brentwood mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So I, I mean that that region right there is going to be tough to, to get out. So I, I'm looking forward to this. This is, this is going to be a, a big day for softball across uh, the mid state, specifically Dixon County's at home against Clarksville. Uh, Summit is at Franklin, obviously Summit having to come back to, to defeat um, Columbia Central last week and in Columbia Central's year, and then falling to Nolensville in an 18 hour Marathon that in a two day affair, two yeah. Day, yeah, in a two day affair. So it's the softball is certainly, uh, ha, is certainly going to be uh, top of mind for me now. Baseball, you know, Fairview's at Loretto, it's not where you want to be if you're Fairview. I'm not just going to be honest with you, uh, or anybody else, really. Or, no doubt, <laughs> nobody wants to go to Loretto if you don't have to. Uh, Kalioka at Eagleville. Uh, again, mentioned that Ravenwood Brentwood game. Centennial is at Summit tonight. That's a a little bit of surprise, Mo, that Summit comes out as the district champion there. I don't know that that's necessarily a surprise. I mean, they were the number one seed going into the tournament, so um, they they've been playing some pretty good ball. The surprise is Centennial having to go on the road after winning that district during the regular season. Yeah. So and losing um, and in fact, both the, the, the championship and the, the, if necessary game as well. Well, what happened? No Centennial, um, did not even make the finals, but that district incentivizes a regular season by assuring them of a green birth. Oh, that's so right. It was, Franklin and, it was Franklin and Brentwood in the finals in 11, four. That's right. It sure was. I forgot that they do that. That is so weird. Not every district handles that the same way, but that's what they voted to do, and it's a good thing for the Cougars, apparently. Because <laughs> that's right. They will be uh, the number two seed and, and ensured a spot in the region tournament. So, again, region tournament starting today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll tell you the scores and give you the I updates. Want to mention, want to mention one thing before we get out of here. Apparently, Cornersville has a new football coach. Um, former Hazel Green offensive coordinator Shelby Waddell um, has been named to succeed Gerard Randolph, who um, left the Bulldogs to take a spot on the Marshall County coaching staff a few weeks ago. So um, Donovan Stewart has more on that at MainStreetPreps.com, so be sure and check that out. But um, Is that our Cornersville second? Has- 
hazel green reference today? It is. It is. <laughs> Look, boy, hazel green Alabama. We might as well just get an affiliate down there, <laughs> there you we, go. We're talking all about the, the Trojans today. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this Monday edition. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Don't forget MainStreetMurray.com and MainStreetPreps.com for all of your area high school sports news. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. For JP and Mo, I'm Chris Yowsing. Have a great day. We'll see you then.